can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch. An entertainment podcast brought to you by Golden Gear Productions. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. And this week on the pod, it was Coen Brothers Week. And today we're going to be discussing the 1996 drama Fargo, written and directed by the Coen Brothers, starring William H. Macy, Francis McDormand, Steve Buscemi, Peter Stromer. Uh, alongside me is the cuz. The cuz, how you doing? I'm doing good. How the heck are you doing? Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> and alongside us, our friend and co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? Oh, yeah? <laughs> Don't yeah. you know? Don't you know? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you, Robbie? I'm doing good. Good. Happy to be here. You wouldn't rather be watching Stump the Schwab? <laughs> the dozen trivia? I I do love watching a dozen trivia at night, but uh, uh, no, I'd rather be here instead of answering questions nice. like a legend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch, and we watch a movie that one or all of us haven't seen yet. And like you said, it's Fargo. I think, am I the only one who saw it? Neither one of you saw it before? I haven't seen it. I've seen the TV shows, but I haven't seen the actual movie. Right. And I haven't seen all the TV shows. Benny, have you watched any of the series? I believe I watched, I know for sure I watched the first season. I don't know if, if I saw the second one or not, but I was actually talking about the first season with someone, and I remember literally nothing about it other yeah. than I liked the um, the main cop in it, and that's kind of all I remember. All right. Well... We're talking about the movie today, like Robbie said, 1996's Fargo. Um, and, you know, before we get into it, please send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think of Fargo, what you think of any of the other movies we've watched, or suggest movies for us to watch. Uh, we love getting emails, uh, so please, you know, send us something. Follow us on Instagram. Um, and I don't know, like, and subscribe on YouTube or on your podcast provider or what have you, um, send us a rating, whatever, all that fun stuff. We like, uh, you know, a little more interaction. Send us a DM if you're lazy. I don't know. I, it seems hard to pull up your email client for some people. Yeah, very hard. I mean, you could text us too. I, you know, a lot of people do that, but Make a specific point if you want to bring it, bring it, uh, excuse me, if you want us to bring it up on the show or throw your hat in the ring to, you know, nominate a show, be a special guest. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Please don't make a sick Robbie on you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are over. Uh, all love for Robbie nowadays. No, all you know what? I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I Sick more gonna... in 24. Sick more in 24. I thought you were going to be a love whore in 24. <laughs> no. 
Uh, I'm, I can't think. My, my brain is fried. I'm sorry. That's all right. You're watching too much Stump the Schwab over there. <laughs> yeah. Too much <laughs> trivia in my head. <laughs> who hit 3,000 for the Blue Jays? Who did this? Who did that? I don't got it anymore. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You just got it. We got to prime the pump a little bit. Yeah, please. Um, so uh, since both of you haven't seen the movie, I'd love to get like your impressions going into it. Like, what'd you think? You know, you have a little bit of experience with the show, even though it really the show and the movie are different. Um, but is it something you always wanted to watch? I, I don't know. What whichever wants to start first. Go ahead, Rob. Um, I don't know if I, I um ever wanted to watch this movie. For some reason, I don't know um if I'm a big Coen Brothers fan. I mean, I know No Country for All Men, I do love, but this was never really on the radar for me. And I don't know if I was going to watch it. Uh, when I saw it was an hour and about 35, I was all in. Uh, I mean, please, right in the wheelhouse. But from watching the show, I figured, of course, it's like a, I guess, a, I don't know if it's a murder mystery, but I definitely knew it was some kind of drama involving, you know, violence and murders. So that was right in the old wheelhouse. I do love a good murder. I do love some violence. So, um, yeah, I was all in and uh, had some good... You know, the cast was great. I, you know, I love Francis McDormand, so I was all in on that. But yeah, uh, would I have watched it? Probably not. I don't know why, but I probably never would have got around to it if uh, if nobody voted for it uh, this week. Yeah, I think that the, you know, like I said, I don't remember much of the first season of Fargo, but I remember I really, really enjoyed it. So I think I went into this movie with like super high expectations. Um I definitely had interest in watching it when I was going to get around to it. I mean, please, I haven't seen so many great movies that we've chronicled so far, but um, it was definitely something I was interested in. I had high hopes for uh, looking at the cast. I was very excited to watch it. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it there. I was just very excited to watch this one. Nice. Yeah, I, I was excited to rewatch. I hadn't watched it in a while, um, and I think my perspective on it changed because the last time I watched it honestly was years ago when I was younger. I'm still stupid, but stupider. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I liked it. Um, do, do you remember like the first time you, you saw it, like how it landed? And I remember being like, wow, that was good. But it like two of the characters annoyed me when I was younger, but now I like them. Um, so I, I, the thing I remember the most is just being like, you know, the violence and like the, the comedic parts and stuff like that. But yeah. I remember being like, William H. Macy and Francis McDormand are so annoying in this movie. And <laughs> now like looking back, I'm like, Ryan, you are, I mean, you're still an idiot, but you are an idiot back. Then. I mean, of, of all the people you could have picked to annoy you in this movie and you right? choose those two. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I like not like I was like, oh, I can't watch this, but I just remember being like, eh, all right, like especially William H. Macy, just like he came across back then to me as such like a wimp. Um, yeah. So, but I no, mean, everybody I knows you were a, a tough guy on the streets back then, so it probably fucking, would have bothered you. I'm softer than mashed potatoes, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, should we do some overall impressions then? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Um, Rob, so start us off again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah oh, Robbie. Uh, Robbie, uh, go ahead. Me? <laughs> yes, please. 
So I think the the thing with me in this movie with this movie is I didn't see it in 1996. So I've seen movies like this, you know, in the future that I think I like more. I don't know if I'm a Coen Brothers fan. I really don't know. I, I as you you know, you know, I liked the Big Lebowski. I didn't think it was great. I like this movie. I didn't think it was great for all the people that I know uh, to say how great this movie was. And we even had a, a comment on our on our Instagram page with a a fan saying that this is one of his favorite movies. So I came in with some high expectations, thinking like, "Oh, I'm going to get this crazy, you know, murder mystery, all these things and that." And I thought it was okay. I did. I I wasn't blown away by it. I think I've seen better, uh, you know, crime drama, cop drama movies. So I wasn't really blown away by it. Did it feel long? It actually did feel long for me at an hour and 40, I want to say. I think some parts were super slow. Uh, I don't know what it is about Steve Buscemi. I was feeling him in this movie, and then he just got to me. I just don't know what it is about him. I, I, I didn't like him in um, Sopranos. I didn't really like him in this movie. I, 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 maybe it's just he just on my cup of tea. So, um, I'm sure he's a great person. But, and from somebody who doesn't have fantastic teeth, his teeth were bugging the shit out of me in this movie. They were extremely large. Um, but who am I to talk? I have a gap between the, the front of my teeth, so I'm not, you know, Tommy Dench is over here, so I can't talk. But it was okay. Uh, Cinematography was good. Writing was good. There were some great performances. I thought William H. Macy, H. Macy was annoying, but that's who he was supposed to be. Somebody down on his luck, you know, trying to figure out a way to to redeem himself or get some cash or this and that. And Francis McDormand was was great, and Peter Stromar was fantastic. A man of few words, but a menacing figure. So it was a good movie. Would I watch it again? I'm gonna have to go on out on a limb and say probably not. So. That was my overall impressions. Ryan, why don't you go ahead? I stepped all over you there. Oh, that's okay. Um, and I think Robbie brings up a good point uh, when you started was like you didn't see it when it first came out. And then you said you've seen movies like it since that you liked better. I think like other movies maybe took some beats from this and like maybe improved on it in your eyes. So I kind of, I definitely see where you're coming from. Like, I didn't see it back then. And back then, maybe it would have been better. I don't, I don't know if I'm making sense right now. Am I making sense? No, I think mm -hmm. that's exactly right. I feel like, and, and I'm just going to not go on a quick tangent, but I feel like. Oh, go on a tangent. If I soared in 96 and it's as groundbreaking as it was back then, yeah, I'd be, I'd be different. Like even when I saw Reservoir Dogs the first time, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then the second time I was like, eh, okay. Um, Pulp Fiction, obviously light years ahead for me personally. But if I saw it in 96, I think I would have a different opinion on it. And I don't want to base that on my scores or whatnot, but I, I kind of have to. So, Yeah, it's your scores. And I think... I think you might be able to say that about a, a number of Cohen movies like, you you know, you, Big Lebowski. Like I saw that when it first came out and loved it and have loved it since. And it's I've said a number of times, like nostalgia plays a big factor in 
I don't think just me, but a lot of people's enjoyment of movies. So not having that, it definitely like you see it for what it is kind of. And you're just like, yeah, good. You know, maybe I would have, like you said, would have liked it 30 years ago or whatever. However long ago, 96 is. <laughs> Almost 30 years. Oh, my God. Vomit. Um, Well, I, I mean, I did see it when it first came out um, or close to it. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I don't I don't recall seeing it in theaters. I was a little young, I think, to see it. Um, but I did like it a lot. Like I said before, there was a, f a few things that I was kind of like eh, about when I was younger. But I feel like coupling the nostalgia factor of enjoying it back then and then also liking the characters that I kind of didn't like back then now, like I do really like this movie a lot. I don't, it's not my favorite Coen brothers movie, um, but I do like it a lot. Um, just, I don't know. It, it, like I totally see where you're coming from Robbie with this and with like big Lebowski. Um, but I definitely, I like it again, not my favorite Coen brothers, but I like it a lot. So, I I feel like I'm in the middle of you two guys. I liked it. There were a lot of things that got on my nerves, and I hate to say this, but that uh, that accent, man, I, it, I there's just something about it. I love that it. Drives me crazy, and I do love it in small doses. But like a whole movie of it, it was just like wearing on me by the time the movie ended. As far as like the story goes, I feel the opposite with Robbie where I feel like it was, it was almost too short. Like I kind of wanted not necessarily the same pacing of it, but like I wanted more everything just towards the end. Everything just kind of felt like it happened. Boom, boom, boom. She's driving and then she pulls up and it's just, it's the house there. Um, that made it feel the little, feel a little rushed for me towards the end. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat with Robbie. Like, do I like the Coen brothers? Am I an idiot and I'm not getting something? Um, maybe they're just not for me, but I love no country for old men. I like the big Lebowski. Um, I don't know, man. They were just like, there were just some things that felt the comedy felt forced at times and the violence felt forced at sometimes, but it, it was spot on in other places to me. So I don't like, I really have a hard time with this one because I think it's a good movie. It's definitely not one of my favorites that we've watched. It's not bad. I'm just kind of like all my opinions of this movie are like all over the place. When it ended, I was like, okay, good movie. But I don't know. Like I liked some of the, the takeaways I had from it, like especially about Frances McDormand's character, like just how she just went through all this shit and she's just kind of, even keeled at the end like it didn't affect her she's just you know it's just another day in like a small town life i i like that aspect of the movie but i don't know maybe the setting is kind of what drove me off and just not having experience kind of in that small town you know the way things are in a small town but i, I kind of left this movie scratching my head about how i really felt about it it's just i this is what like an email or even just a, a text would be nice from somebody who really enjoys this movie, who really liked it, uh, why they like it, why they thought maybe quote unquote, it was groundbreaking for the time. Again, I, I really have to go back and say it again, that it's 
it's I think it's because A, I don't think I'm a big Coen Brothers fan. And B, I think that I I I saw it in twenty twenty four when I've seen, you know, better movies, pulp fiction, movies like that that are similar realms of it. But I've seen better. And of course, probably like Ryan said, other directors, other writers have stolen bits and pieces like everybody usually does from these kind of movies. But I'm gonna have to go with me not seeing it in a time period. And me maybe not like I really don't think I'm a Coen Brothers fan. I want to go back now and watch No Country and see if I have still have that same feeling about it like I did back then. So I don't know. I'm I'm up in the air with um with the Coen Brothers. I to your point, like it is one of those movies that I think a lot of people drew inspiration from. And if I would have saw it in 90, 1996, maybe it would have been different. I also would have been 10, Robbie. I don't even think you would have been born yet. Um, yeah, I mean, please, two years old. <laughs> um, but also at the same time, the movie does feel like it could have been made today. And I think that plays it like if it was like a quote unquote period piece, I don't know if you could have a period piece of like only 30 years ago, but it it, it felt very fresh. Like it, there's nothing about this movie that really dated the movie to me like it was and i think maybe that's some of the you know the the beauty of this movie is that it stands the test of time in that way um and maybe that's kind of the the beauty of a coen brothers movie is that it just it holds up well it's strong all the way around and and it doesn't ever feel dated um i'm honestly not doing this to to make a joke but like i feel like when i watch fifth element as much as it held up later on i didn't ever really feel like it was bad because of how old it was there were still things you could notice about it that you know it felt like an older movie um whereas this movie and partly yes because there's no cgi there's not none of all this kind of stuff and it's it's just like kind of almost like a straight play with it's just a lot of dialogue and things just happening and there's there's not all these crazy set pieces and stuff like that i think that's why it holds up as well but yeah, that's why I'm like so torn on like, was this good? Was it great? Did I not like it? Did I kind of not like it? But at the end of the day, I appreciate the movie for what it is. I just don't know if it hit maybe my, the things that, you know, turn me on. Yeah, I think we need, like Robbie said, like someone smart, smarter than us to like explain to us why either A, they love this movie so much or B, like, why the Cohen brothers are um so celebrated um i mean i feel like i really like the Cohen brothers movies that i've seen but i understand that they're not for everyone but i don't know why they're not for everyone like i don't know why someone either really likes it or doesn't like it and i feel like a lot of the their movies are like that where it's like wow this was a masterpiece versus eh or whatever whereas other movies it's like the i guess the spectrum of enjoyment i just made that up i think is is narrower trade market babe trade market trade box spectrum of enjoyment uh it's like it's narrower it's like okay everyone likes this movie or everyone yeah. hates this movie whereas this is kind of like masterpiece for whatever 20 percent of the viewers and then everyone else kind of is like all the way down to i don't know so and it, I don't it's, know why it's like that, but it seems like it is with them. It's crazy, too, because like this movie destroyed in the poll. I think 
like two people voted for the other two movies and the, everybody else voted for Fargo. Um, right. You know, I, I hate to constantly call him out, but Kenny text uh, DM me and was like, if you guys don't watch Fargo, like what the fuck are you doing? So <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just, and I'd love to hear from him, except I spilled a drink on him. So I don't think we'll ever hear from him again. <laughs> <Never>. But <laughs> um, no, I would kind of love to hear his opinion on it because maybe some of the things that I was saying where it's just, it, it feels a little timeless and it, it holds up today. Um, I would kind of like to know his opinion of it. Um, you know, even the guy who commented on our Instagram, if if you're listening and, and not just keeping an eye on the scores, which I'm sure some people do, I would love to hear from you and, and, and just what, what makes it one of your all time favorites. Right. I mean, it, it won two Oscars and was nominated for a number of other ones. So like it definitely is appreciated, I guess you could say, or whatever. I think it was, I'm just looking at what it, come on. That's crazy to me too. Like I like Frances McDormand, but there's no, I can't believe that she won best actress for this movie. Right. I really, I really can't. And I'm not shit on a performance. Please. I'm, I am nowhere close to being a talented actor or actress, but I, I'm baffled, baffled that she won for this. There there was no, I don't know. I, I don't know what was so special about her character to garner votes for Best Actress. I have to go back and see who the nominees were, but I mean, yeah. there's, there's performances where I'm blown away by like these actresses or actresses, actors like, I like, Shit, if, if she won for Fargo, then I think Margot Robbie should win for Barbie. So, and she's not even nominated. So, I mean, she was there's, there. Oh, oh my no. God, please. The, fu really? the funny part. <laughs> the funny part is this: none of the oh, well, America Ferrara got nominated, but Gosling was got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. No, no Best Director, and no Best Actor. Basically, oh, so that's plot. why he said on the interwebs there's without barbie there's no ken or something along those lines i guess the that other, was like a statement yeah the other thing too it was nominated for best picture and greta gerwig didn't get nominated for best director and that's like the third time that that's happened to her that's i wild. think it, i was telling me and i if we do talk about this a little bit later on she does want to jump in because she has a lot of feelings on on the oscars this year but okay. um it happened with her with Lady Bird and another movie where she the, the picture itself was nominated, uh, but she wasn't nominated for best director. That's weird. But let, let's let me pull us back in and, and, and mention the, you know, the Frances McDormand thing. I don't it, it's no fault of her own. I think I think she did a really good job. It's just the character to me, like it felt a little shallow, you know, like not. She did a very good job with it, but I mean, we talked about this during the Big Lebowski. Like, what's written on the page is what is said. Like that, there's no improving. There's no like, hey, let's can we go a different route with this? So, I don't put that on her. I put that on you know the Coen Brothers a little bit. Um, but she almost felt, you know, we joked around about Columbo last week. And, you know, I was getting those like Columbo vibes where she's like, oh, I'm dopey and like, oh, friendly. And then all of a sudden, boom, I, I figured out this whole thing. But even then with that, like she just kind of stumbled upon it. Like she kind of had an idea that some of these guys were being suspicious. But, you know, at the end, it just kind of fell into her lap. So I, I agree with Robbie. where like, I appreciate her as an actress and I think she's very good. 
but to win an Oscar for this is just kind of strange to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm literally baffled that she won Best Actress. I, 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 I'm I perplexed. And I'm verklempt because I can't even talk right now. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm looking at the other ones. I cannot speak to any of these other movies or the, I mean, I know some of the actors, but it was basically, Robbie, I don't know if you looked it up, but I have it up. Um, uh, like Diane Keaton, Marvin Drew, Emily Watson, Kristen Scott Thomas, English Patient, Brenda Blessing. I don't even know who that is. Um, maybe I'm stupid. Oh, she was amazing in Secret and Lies. See, I, I never saw that movie. Neither did I. You think I'm going to see these stupid freaking movies? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going to ask if this was the English Patient year because, like, that's for some reason I remember 1996 being yeah. the English Patient. So, like, I, again, I don't know any of these other films. Um, so I can't really speak to if Francis McDormand was better or worse. Maybe it was a, a weak class. I mean, I personally thought she was great in this. I really like her character in this. I see where you guys are coming from. Um, but again, I can't, I can't say that she deserved it or didn't deserve it over these other nominees. I, I never saw these. Well, that's the other thing too. I mean, like, listen, we're not the, we're not Cisco. We're not Ebert. We're not Roper, <clears throat> but rest in peace Speak for yourself. <laughs> but those other movies, I mean, do the, any of them really have the staying power as this movie does? So, I mean, maybe that's kind of, you know, where it landed was out of all those movies. I'm sure in 96, those were great movies, but maybe this one just kind of stuck out. I mean, maybe that's kind of what we're talking about. Maybe this was kind of a, a turning point for movies where I mean, some of the older styles kind of went out the window and this kind of ushered in a like new style of filmmaking. This and like Pulp Fiction and those types of movies. Yeah. Right around, Which all sure. right around the same time, sort of. And all kind of you know, have influenced movies that we, we watch to these, you know, to this day. And we talked so, you know, so many times about movies being of their time and like, who casted this guy? Like, did you not care about like, you know, and, and now we, we talk about movies where like every single person, not that they're heavy hitters, but they crush their roles and they're casted perfectly and they pay attention to all these little details. And that's something that I think this movie did very well. You know, everybody in this movie was good um for the most part i'll get into that a little bit later but you know <laughs> it, maybe this this is kind of that turn turning point in movies where people cared a little bit more about all the little details i don't know <sighs> yeah it did it did win um original screenplay i guess um i wasn't blown away by it but again i'm not you know shakespeare i'm not a i'm not a good writer so who am I to judge? Just my opinion, but I don't know. Like I said, I'd like to, I'll see Brian this weekend. So I'd like to um, get his point of view of why he likes so much. And uh, maybe I'll tell him to hit the bricks after we're done talking, never speak to me again. I mean, and if you're, if you're listening to this too, like just because we're not talking about Fargo next week, we would still love to read your email about it and, and, and discuss it a little bit further. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, please. Um, because yeah, like I, there's probably somebody, I guess the Oscars or whoever is the voters are like read the screenplay and we're like, holy shit. Like when it comes <laughs> to movies, 
this is fucking top notch. This is amazing. This is better than anything else this year. Um, but we're like we've said, we're not like experts in that way. So anyone who has any insight, please let us know. But we just call it like we see it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, none, yeah, these you can't always have Pulp Fiction and Inglorious Bastards and Django and Social Network type screenplays, but maybe I'm spoiled in that way. Home Alone, Home Alone, Home Alone, <laughs> Home Alone Two, the best, best screenplay. <laughs> Jugs on the Run One, not two, but Jugs on the Run Three. They Recap came back yeah, from. <laughs> yeah, till we till we decided to we went with a, a rookie director and a rookie it was it was a disaster. Disaster. <laughs> um. So I don't. Should we like get into some characters and scenes and? We had to get plums out, baby. Scores. Oh shit! Oh my god! We talked so much, I forgot. I know. Does anyone <laughs> want to go first? Uh, let me go first because I don't want to get influenced by anybody else's score because i'm like i said i'm very on the edge with everything with this movie i'm gonna go with 7.9 um again i thought it held up well i thought you know the performances were good i thought the story was was pretty good there was just like i said a couple things missing for me um and i this is where looking at your list kind of fucks you because this is so out of whack on my list and i i probably would put some movies lower than this, but just going off my gut instinct and how I feel, I, I'm going 7.9. There. Um, so I, I'll i go because Robbie, you were burping. So. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised based on what you said earlier that you had such, you know, pretty high, I would consider 7.9, but I understand what you're saying. Um, I gave it an 8.4. Um, again, I really liked it a lot. Um, it's not one of my favorite, one of my favorite Coen brothers, but I really do enjoy this. I uh, I would watch it numerous times in the future. So 8.4. Yeah, for me, uh, like I said, it didn't really hit as, uh, as much as I thought it was going to. Um, but it was a good movie. Uh, I didn't think the story was that compelling. Didn't have me on the edge of my seat. Um, I didn't really enjoy the pacing. Um, so I had to go with my birth weight. Uh, 7.7 .7 for me. Nice. That's a nice, healthy baby. Thank you. <laughs> I can almost die five weeks later, but thank God I'm here to do this with you. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. So now... Should we get into scenes and characters? Now we can. Yes, I give you permission. All right. All right. Well, since you're giving permission and you're making the choice, do we do scenes or characters first? Let's go characters for 500, Bob. All right. Please give us your favorite character in this movie. I'm going to give you my least favorite character. How about that? Oh. How about right. we set up at least? Okay. Uh, let me pull up his name because I want to make sure I don't put respect on it. Oh, boy. You're going to fucking steal my pick, aren't you? No, I don't think so. Two? <laughs> yes, I'm going to number two. My namesake for this episode. Uh, give me Harvey Presnell as Wade Gustaf Gustafson. Really? I don't, Gustafson. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like... 
he felt out of sync with the rest of the characters and he fucks over um William H. Macy's character. He's just a dick. Uh, I do like the the one shining moment I felt like from his character is when the three of them are sitting at the table and they want the million dollars and he tries to negotiate it down to five hundred thousand. And and the guy's like, dude, what do we do? Like, stop. You have you don't hold the cards. Like, don't be cheap on this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like his character was just, you know, it's part of the story, but such a wild card, such a dick. And I just felt like his performance he felt like separate from the rest of the cast. I don't know how to explain it, but to me, he just didn't match the energy as everybody else. Um, I don't know where else I've seen him from. I feel like it was an ep episode of Seinfeld. I feel like there were a couple of Seinfeld alums in this episode. Um, but yeah, for me, he just did. He wasn't doing it for me. I appreciate the character, but I felt like the performance was just off a little bit. Do you think that um grasping at straws a little bit but do you think that was intentional because he was like the rich wealthy person amongst william h macy mainly as like the poor cr criminal-esque i don't know yeah i could see that but then i would almost have liked to have him over the top a little bit more and be like he seemed kind of grounded in reality a little bit. I, I I wish I was better at describing these things sometimes, but he felt like he didn't mesh with the cast cast well. But maybe like Fair. you said, it, that's that was just kind of that was the point of it. But I don't know. I felt like the other main characters were so on their game, and he just kind of felt like yeah, I almost got that Bob Newhart feel from him where he was just going through the, the motions <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Um, well, I think... just catch the strays every episode. <laughs> Please, I'll never I'll take that to my grave. Yeah. I can't <laughs> Not believe an episode will pass without Bob Newhart getting his fucking come up and <laughs> he didn't deserve that. <laughs> um, I think I know where you know him from. I'm gonna take a guess. This is a game I like to play with my wife. Is where do I know this actor from? Okay, go ahead. So I look quickly. I'm gonna say you know him from Mr. Deeds as Preston Blake. I've never fully seen Mr. Deeds. Oh. Hold on, I want to look him up. I thought he was a Mantlebaum. He was not a Mandelbaum. He does look like that. One. <laughs> he could have been a Mandelbaum. 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 <laughs> Maybe it's Saving Private Ryan. We did watch that. He was in that? Maybe. Yeah. You you guys go ahead. I'll I'll try to see if I can right. find this. Uh Robbie, would you like to go for least favor? You want me to? Yeah, I'll go as you, as you know, as you know me. Um, if you're a fan of the show, if you're not a fan of the show, um, you know that I hate kids. Uh, so, <laughs> you know I hate kid actors except for Macaulay Culkin. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with Tony Denman as Scotty Lundegaard. Just an annoying bastard, really. Just super <laughs> annoying. I didn't like his tone. I didn't like his shtick. I didn't like anything about him. Any man that plays the accordion is not a is not a man to me. Uh, so yeah. Uh, pick up something like a violin. Be a man, would you please? Um, so yeah, uh, Scotty Lundegaard, just the entire, you know, the tears, the crocodile tears, and in, in bed, uh, looking for his mom. Miss me with that. Uh, give me somebody that's more accomplished. If that was Macaulay Culkin, he would have destroyed that scene. Um, and I would, I would have, you know, given this movie a nine point seven. So yeah, please. That that once he came on the screen, I said to myself. I hate this fucking kid. So that was it. It was over. He could have did no. He could have did something spectacular. It wouldn't change my mind. So Scotty, take a hike. 
not too hotty. Um, <laughs> so b- before you go, Ryan. All right. So I think it, it, it had to be Saving Private Ryan. But he also looks like Lois's dad from Family Guy. Yes. <laughs> so maybe that's where I was maybe getting the vibes it. from. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Well, oh. he was the guy that I think he was the guy that said his brothers were dead in Saving Private Ryan. That was the guy, right? My brothers? My brothers are dead. <laughs> dead? <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> it's funny because you brought it up again, like that in years past, there, somebody was just like, yeah, he's good enough. Oh, yeah, they're good yeah. enough. Yeah, fuck it. Listen, it's Someone's going to notice. It's only 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. seconds. <laughs> it's lunchtime. That's a good take. <laughs> Stupid. Um. All right. My least favorite character is um. Steve Park as Mike Yanagida because oh, man, the cringe just fucking annoying. My goodness. And then you find out later that it was all bullshit. That was the, yeah. I mean that was the funniest part, but so annoying. Like the the and the worst part, the worst part of all this, not that she goes and meets him in the hotel or that he lies about everything that his wife died, all this bullshit. He fucking called her at like 11 o'clock at night on a work day. What's wrong with you? That should have been the first red flag. Huge red flag. What a piece of crap. Whatever. So any, any, any other mentions? Uh, I'll go. Um, what's his name? Francis McDormand's, uh, uh, cop buddy. What's his name? I I don't even know his name. I, I can't find. It. He just stunk the life out of him. I get it. What he was trying to do and play the aloof, you know, Minnesotian, uh, nice cop. But he he just didn't do it for me. He was very annoying on the screen. He almost put me put me to sleep three or four times. He came on the screen. I think you're talking about Lou. Yeah, Lou Watanabe. When, well, when he when she's like, I don't hundred percent agree with your police work there, Lou. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the DLR. I also a funny moment with him, and it's it's all Francis McDormand. But when she's like, Oh yeah, like go look look over there or whatever, and she chucks the coffee before she gets in the car. <laughs> Bruce Bond Bone as Lou. Yes. Um, I'll give a little Ani Mensch, and I don't want to do it to her, but uh, Kristen Rudrud as Jean Lundegaard. I mean, shut up, oh would you? God, yeah, that was rough. Shut up. Like, Jeez. that was when I was between, like, the... And again, now I know what they're doing. The overly nice, like, the peppy. It was just, like, so much. And then when she starts going with the screaming and everything like that, I was just like, I can't. I just... I was honestly hoping, not to her, but to the character when she fell down the stairs, like that was it. And that was like, that was going to be what the, what the movie revolved around was like this kidnapping gone wrong. And now she's dead and they were going to have to figure that out, but no fucking luck, no fucking luck at all. I was hoping somebody blew a brains out in a car. (laughs) She, she ran into the tree blindfolded and busted the skull open. (laughs) Another one. Good one. She was very annoying. I wish she would have, Go ahead, uh, Benny. I wish you would have pulled a, a Ted from Breaking Bad, tripped over a rug, and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the rug, she says so. Friends of McDormand says she's on the floor inside. Are we saying that she's dead or is she just on the floor? 
I think Slippery P gave her the you know the backhand. Okay, and she was down for the not count. dead though. No, okay. I mean Slippery Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for holes, and she was in the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, all right. Favorite characters? I guess I went last, so I go first. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was hoping I wouldn't go first here, but I'll go for, I'll go Frances McDormand. Uh I did really like her um character in this movie. I am it's a struggle to pick her versus like two other people because I really like them, but I know I think it annoyed the accent annoyed you guys, but for me it it makes me laugh so hard. It's like it's like when someone makes a joke and it's like kind of funny, like, okay, that was all right. And then they keep making the same joke and it's and then it's like really not funny. It's not funny. But then it gets really funny at a certain <laughs> yeah. point. And that's where I'm at with her accent. Um yeah. so for me, every single thing she said, oh yeah just <laughs> me up so and i i love the yeah like the it you put it perfectly it's the colombo like i'm so nice i'm just making friends with everybody but i'm actually solving the case yeah so. she she was my pick too and because of all the people with the accent um her and another character that you know we'll remain nameless until we're done here but um that like for some reason hers didn't get on my nerves like the accent um but just the whole when she she was on the phone with that one person she's like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that was when it was like all right that was funny and you know but still you know it, it, that that accent wears on me Fair. um um yeah you can give me peter strollmayer as Garrett Grimsrud. I think I'm saying his name right. If not, who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just love this character. Uh, he played uh, he played a, a menacing character. I think he played the same kind of character I liked in uh, Bad Boys 2. Um, he was just very good. Didn't say a lot. Menacing. Scary. I mean, just a fantastic chain smoker. I mean, sig after sig. Blowing his cigs out of his nose, not talking to Steve Buscemi because who the fuck wants to talk to Steve Buscemi for an extended period of time? I love that. Um, yeah, I just love menacing characters that don't say that much. So um, I like Peter Stromer as uh, Gare Grimsrod. Uh, he was my favorite character in this, uh, uh, other than Francis McDormand. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed his character very much, especially at the end. <laughs> hey, you all, uh, I read that he only has 18 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. He made him count. It's true. Yeah, you have to say much. He had his facial expressions. <laughs> when Steve Buscemi would say shit to him in the car, and he's just <laughs> ripping cigs, and he just looks at him <laughs> and just turns away. <laughs> yeah. Some of my favorite parts in the movie. Yeah. Um, I got to go with William H. Macy here. Like, I'm not very well versed on William H. Macy. Um, besides, like, Shameless. And I, I never watched it. I, like, that's just where he is from for me. And I know he's been around and done a lot, but that was the thing that really popped for him and had everybody singing his praises for so long. But 
you know, before I kind of got, you know, a lot deeper into like prestige TV or whatever, all the cable stuff, I never wanted to watch that show just because of how grimy everybody looked on it. Um, and please, I mean, you know, me with the hair and the beard, I'm always looking like a, a grime ball, but uh, please, please don't, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but no, he was I thought he was great in this movie. I, I thought he was spot on. I loved how feeble he made. I got a lot of uh, Walter White flashbacks in this. Like it, there were like almost so many beats that I feel like Walter White pulled from this uh, as far as like him doing like the quick five second spaz out when he's doing the ice on the car, when he flips everything off of his desk. Um, but I just. I love it. And I love the end for his character, like him just being the ultimate chicken shit and running away, getting caught and getting fucking thrown down and arrested. He was great. I loved so many scenes with him. He was the most compelling part of the movie for me. Um, although I would have picked Francis McDormand as my favorite character. This is a, a fantastic backup pick. And I, and I, and I thought he was like really good in this movie. Yeah. Strong agree. He was, he was one of the people that annoyed me and when I first watched it all those years ago and watching it now, he he's perfect as that character, just the yeah. sniveling weasel. Um just and so many things he does if like when he fight, he gets all pissed off. We're gonna do a lock count. We're doing a lock count. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he drives away and she's like, Oh, for Pete's sake, he's playing an interview. <laughs> How do I dial out? <laughs> You're darn tootin'. Like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Uh, that's um, what, and, and that's what, that's where I really loved the movie is like scenes like that. And I just felt like there weren't enough of them. Like, there's, again, I get all like the setting up and the, this is what these guys are doing at that time. But there were so many like golden moments in this movie. And I just felt like they were too far apart for me. Yeah. I could see that. Like if it was, if there was less like Wade and Stan Grossman, um, and maybe a couple other like little scenes and stuff, maybe I mean then it would be an hour and fifteen minutes. But like expand maybe more on some of the good parts. I don't yeah, know. no, exactly. And add a That's little cool. more about Shep Proudfoot. I don't know. Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been fantastic too. Why not? Because he was like, he was a compelling character. Yeah, he went in there and just fucking beat the shit out of Steve Buscemi out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell a lot of those fucking cuts are the real deal. Yeah. Hey, I'm fucking that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and he beats the hell out of the guy who's like, hey, what's going on? Quiet down. <laughs> just bouncing him off the fucking walls like it's the ring yeah. ropes. Jesus. <laughs> um, Ani Menchus? Uh, I'll give it Ani Mensch to I will give it Ani Mensch to Steve Buscemi and not because I think he's one of he's probably down my list further if I was to like draft <laughs> favorite characters but he was good I think what he suffers from is the same thing he suffered from in Reservoir Dogs and there is such a thing as too much Steve Buscemi like he's very good but I don't need him like starring in a movie being a very prominent character like he's good as a side character you know i do think he's a very good actor but a movie like this and reservoir dogs i'm like enough buscemi by like 45 minutes in too much buscemi man <laughs> jesus christmas 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I said, uh, yeah, too much. And he's but funny with, looking. I don't mind that, but with that, you but know, that beats funny how? that's being <laughs> like a clown. Generally funny looking, and he was uncircumcised. <laughs> he was uncircumcised. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do want to shout him out because I I think he did very well. Um, but just maybe a little too much of him. Yeah, I agree. There's def- there's a, a number of scenes with him in it that I really like, but I think you're right. I think it's we're you know Buscemi overload. It's just a little too much. And he's not believable sometimes as a, as a tough guy character. Like in <laughs> Reservoir Dogs or in here, I'm like I'm not like I, I'm I'm not scared of you, Steve Buscemi. You're not like menacing or scary or I don't know, just something about him. Uh, please, before I go into Buscemi Tange again. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, he's, more, he's more like unhinged <laughs> than he is menacing. Yeah. Like that's the danger that comes from him is just like you don't know what he's going to do, but he's not menacing like um, Peter Stormare was. Yeah. The unhinged and almost like the <laughs> fake it till you make it. Like I'm a bad guy because I say I'm a bad guy. And anytime I really get challenged, I'm fucking done for. He sucked so much. In the Sopranos, I, uh, I, I almost stopped watching the show. I couldn't take it. I <laughs> never believed for a minute that he was any type of Italian gangster. Please, his last name's Buscemi, babe. I know, but come on, Holy Walnuts and the boys. Come on, forget about it. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, John Carroll Lynch as Norm Gunderson. John Carroll Lynch, fantastic actor. Fantastic. I think he was in. I think he was in. The first season of True Detective, uh, I think I, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to remember what other TV shows or movies I've seen him in. But he's very, very good actor, and I loved him in this movie because every time you saw him, he was loving on Francis McDormand, and he was having a nice, fantastic bite to eat. I don't know what he was just <laughs> munching on Arby, whatever he was, he was just eating everything in sight. And I love when people are doing that. Some of my favorite scenes of Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven is when he's munching on food. So, uh, yeah, John Carroll Lynch, love him. I forgot what else he's in, but I think he's a great actor. The only thing I knew him from right off the bat was um, Crazy Stupid Love. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the dad in that. Um, oh, no, he was only in one episode. He's in a, like a bunch of shows, but like as like a guest star, like one or two episodes. But yeah, I agree. I like him. He's more. good, man. He's very good. That was. I'm sorry, because I was like looking at the cast list the whole time. That's um, Marge's husband. Correct. Yeah, he was. He was awesome. I just love the only thing. The one thing I would have changed about his character, and I guess it kind of makes his character who he is, is he's so loving in that first scene where they're waking up in the middle of the night, and then he does that huge. <laughs> So like Hakalugi, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's fucking gross, man. Uh, but like, other than that, like, you know, I I love how him and Marge are both kind of just like nothing phases them. They're happy with their life. You know, he's drawing ducks and they're getting put on three cent stamps. She's solving murder mysteries, but at the end of the day, they just want to munch on a bag of of uh, lays in bed and fall asleep to some Beatle documentaries. So. I, yeah, I love their relationship. Better than that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He was in a couple episodes of Veep. I don't know. He's in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, Zodiac, he was in. He was good in Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. I'd like to see him in more things. 
Ooh, four upcoming projects. Good for him. I love when I love seeing actors getting work. That's what yeah. I love to say. Me too. Especially not, especially not your prototypical, you know, actors. Like the right. handsome, charming one. Right. The uh the blonde bombshell, the damsel in distress. So it's nice to see those good actors getting uh getting parts. Yeah. And I hate like I'll look at an actor from whatever I'm watching and I'm like, oh, they're so good. And you go in and it's like the last thing they've done is like 2018. And I'm like, what the hell, man? What, yeah, like what are they doing? You're good. What are you doing? Oh, wow. Um, any other Ani mentions for favorites? All right, let's know. do scenes, I guess. Let's do scenes. Hooker number one for me was my favorite. Not 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 two. Number not two. One was, number yeah, one. number one was good for me. Yeah. Yeah. The one when in the scene, the one on the right. The one on the right when you see a little Jilla hang out the side when she's getting the old the uh, when she's bucking like a Bronco. Um. All right, let's do favorite scenes first. Okay. Anyone want to go first? I'll go first. My my favorite scene would have to be the 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 ending scene, um, the wood chipper scene. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love Francis McDormand. You know, find the car, walking in the back, and she's screaming to to get his attention, like freezing. He's not paying attention, and he's just shoving <laughs> the wood into his foot to drive his foot into the wood chipper. And like he looks at her, and she's like, point to the to the hat. <laughs> she's a cop. I love that part. I love I love when she did that. That was awesome. And then her uh, ultimately shooting him in the back of the leg, and then and then driving him away in the car. Uh, I thought that was. One of my favorite scenes, just just because of how insane it was with Buscemi and the Wood Shepherd, thank God, and um, <laughs> all the blood, all the blood just squirting out, and then just the foot was was amazing. I love that scene, and I guess I think the Coen Brothers just love killing Buscemi in movies, so I guess that's it. This and uh, the Big Lebowski, yeah, Bravo. Now I think I now yeah, I think now I'm you back are on the Coen Brothers, Brothers bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on the bandwagon. Um, I think, and real quick before we move on, um, I remember in the late nineties, people talking about Fargo and like, this was like a big thing that people were talking about, like, oh, the wood chipper scene, like it was like such a different, I don't know, like different way of portraying violence or killing someone in a movie that it was like shocking and maybe we're a little desensitized because we watched like people's skulls get crushed in on game of thrones or like whatever <laughs> um but i do remember that being like that was like the thing about that movie and yeah maybe, but other than because pulp fiction was pretty violent but like there was violence in movies but i feel like after the mid 90s after some of these movies there was definitely like i don't know more or more graphic or i, I don't, i'm not sure yeah yeah, that would have been like a throwaway death scene in Game of Thrones. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking Ned got thrown in a wood chipper. Oh, yeah, well. whatever, okay. <laughs> uh, should have thrown fucking Bran in the wood chipper. Bullshit. Uh, All right, let's not, the, let's the, not get the young, upset. That's I'm the sorry. Young king. That's the young I'm king. sorry. <laughs> right. Betty, would you like to go? Uh, you can go. All right. Um, I... Probably would have picked that last scene. That's a great scene. Um, but 
since that's off the table, I'm going to pick, I think, like when, not necessarily when Marge first gets introduced, with that Robbie brought up with the, you know, making eggs and the, the prowler needs a jump. Um, <laughs> but when she first is, like, investigating the the murders, um, you know, she's by the cars and she's kind of, like, working things out. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I like that scene a lot. Um, hands in the face, self deflate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Self defense wound. Um, like and you like right then and there, you can kind of <clears throat> tell that she knows what she's doing. Um, when she's kind of like figuring stuff out with those three people. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with that scene. I think as I'm saying it, there's another one that I should have picked, but that's okay. I'll stick with this one. Uh, I mean, we touched on it briefly, but my favorite scene is going to have to be the second interrogation of um, <laughs> Marge. And uh, why do I keep forgetting William Harry. H. Macy's character? Yes. Uh, Very long to God. Yeah. And you just see him already frustrated. She comes in just the way he's like not respecting her authority at all and how she's not having it. And like you said, Ryan, when he gets up and he's like, oh, you want to do a car count? I'll do a car count right now. Okay. And just how everything devolves from there. And, and you know, like you said, are you fleeing an interview? And then, <laughs> you know, her trying to call out on the phone. Um, and then, you know, like, all right, shit has hit the fan at this point. And this is kind of where I felt like the movie could have been stretched out a little bit further is from that point on, because there was more there to like pull at the thread of what's going on and like, you know, the death of um, the father, like all that kind of stuff I, I felt like could have been expanded on. But that moment, that scene, that was the most LOLs I got out of the movie. And it was just, you know, a, a perfect scene. And that's, I mean, not, you know, there's so many movies where the two kind of, you know, main characters only interact for like a brief second. Um, but man, you know, I, I feel like those two, would have had such great chemistry if they had some more scenes together and got to 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 play off of each other a little bit more. So I'll pick that scene. Yeah, that was the scene that I thought of as I said it. But good choice. Any matches? I liked, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the uh the car scenes with Buscemi and Slippery Pete. I thought those were, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the some of the, the funnier scenes, especially when Buscemi says that he's, all right, I'm done talking now. You want to play, take a play this game. And he just cannot <laughs> shut <going>. up. <laughs> yeah, he can't, he can't let it go. Uh, that was, you know, that was a good scene. Pancakes house. <laughs> Still pancakes house. He said pancakes for breakfast. I'll go with um, the car chase scene when he shoots, when uh, Slippery Pete shoots the, the cop. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, him chasing after those two people. I thought when they they pass him and they they look him they look at each other in the, the passing car, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna have to kill these two. I just love <laughs> the way that was shot. It was just basically shot from the front of the car on the road, and all you see is the front car's uh, backlights, and then you don't see him no more. I thought that was pretty intense and a pretty cool a pretty cool shot. Yeah, I agree. And then I'm blowing them away. Um, <laughs> uh, any other ones? I mean, I liked. I also liked the um, the scene where Steve Buscemi shoots Wade. Like, 
it was just like so stupid but like good at the same time because like we said wade was annoying and steve buscemi was annoying so it was nice that he got shot in the face but just like from the phone call to him being like jerry i'm through fucking around 30 minutes we'll wrap this shit up and then wade showing up he's like who the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> Any others? Mm -hmm. I like the cabin scenes too. You know, yeah. just watching TV, hanging out, hanging out, and just the th those two together was a good pairing. And it's something if you showed me those two are gonna like be a you know a, a deal in a movie, I'd be like, that's I don't think that's gonna work. And it, and it really did. So happy for that. Okay. All right. So then, least favorite. Who went last? Sorry. Oh, I think I went last. Oh, on the spot. Oh, pal. Bo oh boy. Oh boy. Um, give me the scene where uh, the father steals the land deal from Jerry. Like that was just a, such a fucking dick move. Scum move. And you know what? You should have saw it coming, and he, and Jerry should have saw it coming, and it was it just made you like hate that character so much, and just the way that the other guy is is there, and he's like such a lackey, and he's like, oh, well, you know, you think we're gonna we're not a bank, Jerry? <laughs> I, I just wanted to <laughs> fucking knock them both out in that moment, like just such a scumbag move, and especially to do it to your son-in-law, and you know, even the way he mentioned earlier, like, oh well. My daughter and the kid will be fine. Like, don't worry about that. And like, just completely like he hates him and you could tell. And just fucking over your son-in-law like that. I was just so pissed after that scene. Yeah, that was pretty whack. Yeah, that was annoying. But also, he's a fucking. Um, wow, my brain stopped. Um, William H. Macy is like, he's so spineless in that, like. He should have been like uh, twenty grand or so or whatever, at least something. Five yeah, say eight, something. Ten percent, something. But he's so defeated so quickly because the father-in-law just runs everything, and he's got nothing. It sucks. But I, I think too, he was so, you know, he had those loans coming due. So you know, even if he got the finder's fee, he was still kind of fucked. So I think that was kind of part of it. But you're right. But he at least should have got something, or like at least try to like rake him over the coals with a hundred grand. Something. What do you think? Why do you think? Uh, unless I missed it, he um, embezzled that money with those cars. You think he just spent it on bullshit? Yeah, that's that was kind of the one thing I never really got. Like, what what was going on with that? And I thought it was really mostly the the Brown Sierra. I thought that was how he kind of made that car disappear. But I mean, I guess there were multiple cars, so I don't know. It seemed like he was, I don't know, maybe selling the car for like parts or for vastly discounted for cash and then just like, you know, put it trying to put in fake VINs or something like that. Or he was taking the loan himself or giving the loan to whoever, you know, I don't know what he was doing. They don't tell you, but that's one thing I would. Well, I'll save that. Save it for later. <laughs> All right. Um, 
my least favorite scene, right? It's my turn. Um, is um the whole thing with Mike at the hotel? Like, there's a that scene was unnecessary. Like, I know maybe you get a little more character development for Margie outside of work or her marriage or whatever, but they didn't, we didn't need to be introduced to this character. We didn't need yeah. a scene in the hotel. We didn't need really any of it. So that's my least favorite scene. And and it's once you find out that he was full of shit, then you're just like, this fucking well, guy makes it even more pathetic. Yeah. I agree. Good choice. Thanks. Robbie. Uh, for me, it's just quickly any scene that uh the sun's in. That's it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have a uh, that least favorite scene. Um any scene that he was in took me out. Um, there's nothing I hate more than and then bad child actors, and he was one of them. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with the scene he was he was fake crying in uh, in the bed. Uh, I didn't like it. He he, a little punk, little punk kid going to McDonald's, causing trouble, and now you care that your mom's missing. Yeah, I wish he was the one that was missing. <laughs> Should have kidnapped him. Oh my god, please! I would I would have loved this movie. Ten, ten out of ten. <laughs> I wonder what the slight tangent was up until, I don't know, maybe Macaulay Culkin were all child actors like generally shitty. I Probably. mean, I'm sure there's yes. a couple. I don't know about the guy in like E.T. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. I think the actors in Goonies were good. The majority of yeah. them. Um, I, I mean, I guess Haley Joel like Osmond was good. Sorry to cut you off, who? The guy from Sixth Sense, but that was after Macaulay Culkin. Right. Uh, I mean, I, when it's like, yeah, Goonies or kids' movies, like E.T., you said, or stuff like that, where the, the cast is mostly kids, I feel like that's good. But so often in so many movies, when it's an adult movie and they just need some kid actor for a couple lines or something, they're always just like, yeah, I don't know. This producer's got a son, we'll put him in it, or something. Like, they just... I don't know. Yeah, nobody annoyed me more than that kid from uh, Jingle All the Way. I was I wish Turbo Man would have sent him to fucking out of space. It's terrible time, Jamie. <laughs> uh, Jamie stunk. There's a lot. Yeah, the kid from Santa Claus. I mean, please, I can do a whole episode on I hate a child actors from my past. What about the kid from Jungle to Jungle? Never seen it. Oh, please, we're watching it, babe. We're watching it. <laughs> Jungle to Jungle was that a uh, JTT? I don't maybe Jonathan Taylor Thomas or JTT lookalike. I think you might be thinking it was JTT because Tim Allen and it was oh, around dude. the time of, of home improvement. Okay. Did you see, I mean, have you seen that Ryan? I did a long time ago. Yeah. Like the kids in the sandlot were cool. Um, right. They were good. Sure. The thumbs up really, really still probably one of the worst movie endings of all time. <laughs> but uh, um, who else was I thinking of? Oh, little giants! I mean, please, everybody! Oh, oh perfect! Ice chest, forget it. Uh, ice box, you box. mean? <laughs> I know, but she gets called ice chest in the yeah, movie. Oh, oh. <laughs> but Johnny was annoying. I didn't like Johnny, so that was really he annoyed me. All right. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. Um. All right, we'll do jungle to jungle next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not.
I'm out. I'm out. With the, I'm not wasting my time on it. Um, all right. So, any Ani mentions for least favorite scenes? I mean, please don't ever show me Steve Buscemi fucking again, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, my lovely favorite scene is when Scotty was eating uh, the Fruit Loops. Just the way he was eating the Fruit Loops annoyed me too. So, other than that. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about <laughs> Fruit Loops and just cereal in general? Yes. Have you ever eaten a bowl of cereal and then had a glass of orange juice? No. With it? That's why that's why Scotty sucks. But why is that in like every movie, every commercial for cereal, it's always cereal and a glass of orange juice next to it? That's part of a balanced diet. So you're getting fruit, <sighs> grains. You get fruit from the Fruit Loops, babe. It's in the name. <laughs> There's no fruit in that Fruit Loop. Oh, stop it, please. You taste a rainbow or whatever they say. Follow your nose. <laughs> yeah, you get the purple stuff. You get the red stuff. You get the sunny delight. <laughs> oh, sweet. Sunny D. Yeah, like, a sunny, like a sunny delight after going outside in a hot summer day. Yeah, that's oh. right. <laughs> that chalky <laughs> fruit juice. <laughs> well, definitely from concentrate oh disgusting Ugh. um all right how can we make this film better have tarantino direct it that's one way i yeah I like i, I said like i said earlier i think that those those high moments of the film, I wish they would have drawn out more. I wish they actually would have gotten a little bit more into the detective work in the movie and cut some of those scenes. I mean, you maybe even could have kept the same running time, but just cut out stuff like the mic thing. Like I said, Buscemi banging, slanging, <laughs> uh, and then watching Johnny Carson, like didn't need it. Sorry. Get it. I get it. It's filmmaking. I mean, you need those kind of things sometimes, but not for me. Um, I, I would have appreciated more like the detective work and maybe some more stuff with um, Jerry under the microscope. Because that's kind of when his character was at the best is like when he's like melting down. Uh, and I wish there was more of him kind of, oh, shit, they figured me out and and him just kind of on the run and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think there was more to that stuff that they could have drawn out a little bit. Yeah, agree. Honey. Yeah, I think the same. I think the same. That's why I think I like the show a lot better because it's more, obviously it's spread out over 10 episodes, but it's more detective work. It's more intricate, things like that. Um, yeah, it felt like, I'm sure we got stuff with uh, William H. Macy's character, but I, I want a little more in-depth of what he did wrong and why he was like that. I could have used more of that, like you said. I didn't, I didn't need to see fucking, like you said, Bishami. Uh, slanging and banging with his with his big ass teeth hanging out. I didn't need that. <laughs> Less Buscemi, the better for me. So, uh, agree with agree with both of you. Um, a little more, yeah. Uh, stuff about Lundegaard and why he was embezzling, or more detective work, or something. Cut out a few other things. Agree. I do have one way we can make it better. Please. Casting our favorite Matt Damon in a role, whether it exists or does not exist. So let's work overtime and put <laughs> Matt Damon in this movie. 
and you want to start? Sure. Um, I'm going to go serious on this one. I don't, I don't have a jokey one, but I would have liked Matt Damon, a, you know, middle-aged, not middle-aged, early thirties, um, on the force. He's Marge's partner. They're bouncing things off each other for a lot of the movie. That's how we extend the movie. Now we got to give Damon screen time. Um, you know, maybe he goes home, tries to bang his wife and he can't, uh, <laughs> and he's frustrated. So he goes after slippery Pete himself. Um, but no, that, that would have been a nice little way to extend the, the kind of cop part of this, of, of the movie is to have kind of a better sidekick for Marge. So give me Matt Damon as Marge's sidekick. Nice. Robbie, you want to go? Sure. Give me a uh, middle-aged, not middle-aged, <laughs> early 30s, <laughs> <laughs> young, fit, Minnesotan accent having Matt Damon as taking, replacing, recasting uh, Steve Buscemi's character. Uh, if you know me, if you watched this episode, listen to it for the past hour and a half, you know how much I cannot stand Buscemi. If you were to give me a dirtbag, Matt Damon, to go side by side with Slippery Pete, then you have two menacing characters, two scary characters, two believable uh, crime, you know, crime characters. That's even a fucking word. Criminal. Um, criminals. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> but imagine like... We saw Matt Damon in the part, how much of a, a scumbag, sleazebag, you know, uh, piece of crap he could be. And I think he would have just played this part, you know, and took it to another level and made it believable. Um, so, yeah, I would have loved to see Matt Damon in this role, you know, riffing off of his character from uh, The Departed. I think it would really would have crushed it and would have made it more believable than seeing five foot six, uh, big ass dentures, Bishemi in here. Please. And then at least I would have enjoyed, you know, seeing Matt Damon screwing a couple of hookers in this movie instead of Buscemi saggy balls all over the screen. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Has well, you say you saw his, did you see, did, did you get a little nut shot when he got saw, thrown? Thank you. kind of saw a little bit of his undercarriage. Really? Yeah, when he got thrown by, uh, Sheppy Johnson over there? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I wish Shep would have ripped his throat, but just ripped his head completely off his body and threw it away. <laughs> I wish he would have fatality uh, swung him around by his nutsack. You know Buscemi's got dangly, dangly, the dangly ones, the dangly balls. He don't got he don't got a firm you set. You got him at home, dangly ones. <laughs> the dangly ones. <laughs> um shit. Now I lost who I was casting Matt Damon as because that was so funny. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's balls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wait, has that was a question I wanted to ask. Has Matt Damon ever played like other than Departed? Has he ever played like a dirtbag, like real like scumbag criminal? He hasn't, right? That the Departed is the closest. Maybe Mr. Ripley too, but that was a different kind of yeah. scumbag. Yeah. Bag of Vance, maybe. In the beginning, he was a little Bag bit of, of a scumbag, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Benjamin Button? Wasn't he been Benjamin Button? I don't remember. That's where that, that gif is from? Thanks. Fuck that movie. Yeah, the Benjamin gif. I fucking hated that movie. Um, 
All right, I would cast Matt Damon as um I don't know. I'm just stalling for time. I'll just cast Matt Damon to to oh, that's what I wanted to do. The scene with when that other cop went and talked to the guy about the 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 them being at Moose Lake over there. Um <laughs> And you can't see his face. That's who I'm casting that Damon as. That other guy. Oh man, that scene was so ridiculous. I love that scene. It's so stupid. <laughs> He's funny Storm's looking, coming. you know. <laughs> Can I just sweep and then the water? Just looking at the sky, front coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I will I, say, I'm I'm very happy we laid off the accent for like 99% of the podcast. We didn't we didn't lean too heavy into it. I'm, I'm very happy about that. No. I I tried the most and it probably was the worst. So, I'm no, sorry. it was good. I mean, please, I I can't do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Any final you know? thoughts on on Fargo? I definitely want people to write in about it because Please. I think we may not necessarily had controversial takes, but maybe we need to be learned. No, but I mean, I don't know if I don't think anyone's going to come in and change our minds, but maybe they could explain like why they really love this movie just to give it a like a different perspective, like and, and us learn in that way. Not like yeah. don't try and come in here and convince me that whatever scotty was a great actor get out of here oh, oh. <laughs> uh. no more child act there's a child act a week next week <laughs> so, uh, to maybe geniuses <laughs> yeah boss baby <laughs> look who's talking look uh, yeah like i said who's talking too nice uh, uh yeah any, anything else on on Fargo? Not on Fargo, but if we're good on Fargo. Sure. Fargo. Fargo, fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, speaking of go fuck yourself, I have a special guest that wants to make an appearance quickly. I hope it's oh, Aya. Oh, we, oh, it's Steve Buscemi, but eyes <laughs> oh, come out. Got after. it. Oh, you Steve Buscemi? Come in the frame. Right, I'm going to go later. then. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> So we briefly talked about the Oscars a little bit. We didn't go too deep into it because I said, you know, you want you had a lot of things to say about it. So, yes. so um, as Ben mentioned, I'm sorry if I look like horrendous today, but as Ben mentioned, I'm here. very invested. I'm very invested in this race this year. Um, we have got so the discourse and I, this is coming from I did an I did like an appearance in an episode on Barbie with you guys. And I said that I liked the movie and I love the movie. It's a great movie, minimal critique to it. But the discourse happening around the snub of Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig has got to fucking stop. It is insane. It is Ryan Gosling getting nominated and Greta and Margot not, does not exist in a vacuum. And this, and why I'm so invested in this award season this year is because this is the most competitive it's ever been for a long time. 
And I like, I'm so excited to watch all the movies that are involved. We're at a point where there are so many movies that have been locked out, which I'll like enumerate later, that every category is so stacked and so competitive that people are going to get left behind. And the fact that Barbie even got a fucking nomination is amazing. So I can't, I'm, I'm so like, I can't believe it's headlines right now. I can't believe news outlets are talking about it. Morning shows are talking about it. Reputable newspapers are talking about it. That it's a snub and that feminism is like over because Margot Robbie and Greta Well, we, we ended feminism on the Barbie episode. Of course. So, I, I, well, I forgot. Thank God. I forgot. Feminism, yeah. feminism, <laughs> feminism is over. But like, and you know, true enough, like I would, it would have been nice to see Greta Gerwig get a nod for this. And I thought about that, but I looked at the, um, and then um, actually I have to correct myself with the fact that I told you before, because she got nominated for Lady Bird. Oh, fuck. But she didn't get nominated for Little Women. Cancel the podcast. But Little Women got you. nominated for Best Picture and Screenplay, but not Director. But that happens all the time. For example, Argo won Best Picture, but Ben Affleck was never nominated for Best Director during that. I'll never get well. over that either. Right? Thank God. So like that, <laughs> that's, that stuff always happens. But if you look at the Best Director category, who would you remove? From that cat, like also people Chris are forgetting. No, he's <laughs> winning this year. He's winning this year. Um, there's a there's already a woman in that category. Justin Tree got a got a got an Oscar nomination for Anatomy of a Fall. I might not say I would replace him with Greta Gerwig, but Scorsese. Not for not for Killers. I know it's controversial, and I know we we disagree on that. But Killers of a Flower Moon. You heard yeah, <laughs> we Benny I and I disagree right. about Killers of a Flower. He's a legacy pick. He's not a legacy pick for this one. This was a this was a great film. If you can sit through it, it's it's a great film. I don't need a qualifier on it if it's going to be, <laughs> you know, like if a you legacy. could sit through it. I didn't. I didn't feel like Oppenheimer. I didn't feel like I felt with Oppenheimer, but I did by the end of Kills of the Flower Moon. I was like ready to. Just hang myself at the end. The kills of the fire moon. Well, no, because the the third act of it was like. But that's something that I'm. Hopefully, you guys get to watch that and maybe review that. But like, I would rather you guys get to get to Oppenheimer because that's a better movie to review. Honestly, I'm very and I. You know what? I I hate that I'm in here defending the Oscars because the Oscars is fucking problematic. Well, we have such a huge fan base. Yeah, they need. I hate. I hate. I hate defending the Oscars. It's very, very. They're a very problematic outfit, and but like it's insane because we're free. Like I, I. We're overshadowing the fact that Lily Gladstone is the first Native American woman to ever get nominated. We're overshadowing the fact that Coleman Wingo is the first ever Afro-Latino to get nominated. We're overshadowing the fact that most categories, the five major categories right now, have more, like, like not every category is washed by a straight white male. There's, like, diversity. <laughs> I know. Your time is up, guys. Your time is up. So like, Damn but it. it's so fun to, I, I am so excited to go through the movies this year. I, every movie is watchable for me. I even had to sit through Maestro, would not recommend that movie, but um, Carrie Mulligan, well-deserved. It, it, it pains me that Sandra Bullock has an Oscar for Blind Side and Carrie Mulligan will not get an Oscar for this performance because it was amazing. Um, an Oscar for that movie? Blindside, yeah. yeah. That's the thing, too. And that's the thing. Oscar is like, what a, like, it's luck of the year. 
that's what's frustrating about it. Sometimes you get a good year, well, and sometimes you get a bad year. We talked about that with Frances McDormand in this movie. You think you think she got look of the Oscar? I think so because we named the other movie, and besides the English Patient, I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. But it was a great performance. But anyway, it was good. I just think in another year she probably wouldn't have won. Like, how competitive is this year that like May December got locked out? How is that competitive? A person, a movie? It's or... a movie. Okay, it's a beautiful movie. <laughs> if you get a chance to watch it, it's in the, it's in the streamers. It's very disturbing. Um, Iron Claw got locked out. Yeah. Among all of us strangers got locked out. Ferrari got locked out. Supposedly Penelope Cruz in it is amazing. Um. Sofia Coppola's Priscilla got locked out. There's so many good movies. And the 10 movies right now in Oscar contention, I think every one of them is watchable. It's not like the past five years where it's like, oh, it's Oscar bait. So it's a good year. Yeah. What can you do? I know. So please, feminism is alive and well and kicking just because Barbie did not get fully nominated. We'll try to kill it next week. Yes. <laughs> please do. All right. What are your yeah, well, guys' thoughts me... for the Oscar noms? Well, like I said in the past, Oscar's so white. So, uh, Ryan's uh, been that. Yeah, on diaper duty. Uh, that's true. Yeah. I, I didn't even know there was a controversy until you guys said something. Yeah. I know I did. It's, it's a bit of a hot topic in this house. Really? Because it's I've, nominated I've for like, Best Picture, oh. and she did get, Greta Gerwig got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Like, what's the, yeah. What's the, yeah, exactly. Problem? Well, because like they were saying that Ryan Gosling got nominated, but Greta and Margot didn't, which is exactly the plot of the film. But like supporting actor is not as competitive this year. Of course, Ryan Gosling would sneak in. People on the I internet mean, need to fucking shut up. Yeah. He he won that award for me when he just said sublime. Yes. <laughs> he deserves two Oscars for that. Just one word. <laughs> sublime. Uh Robbie, what were you saying? Uh, uh, I forgot. Just, but just give me Giamatti or give me death. That's all I care about. No, I'm Killian's gonna get holdovers. it. Killian's gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, but that's dumb. If Downey Jr. gets it too, oh, take take a hike. But, I haven't seen what, what, I haven't seen what you call uh, American fiction, but I do love me some Sterling K. Brown. Absolutely, I love know. Sterling I'm K. Brown. so excited Everything that he, he got a nod. That's that's amazing. Um, he was fantastic in uh, that the OJ and what, uh. Whatchamacallit? The last, not the last of us. This is us. Whatever that. This is us. There yeah. you go. Thank you. But what's his name? What's her name at the holdovers? Divine Joy <laughs> Randolph. She's pretty much a lock to win at this point. You think? Yeah, she's winning best supporting. There's not, it's not, it's not really competitive with anyone. Like the most would have been Emily Blunt, but it's too far away. She's getting it. And you know what we say on this podcast? Emily Blunt is a Robbie. Oh, please. <laughs> no way. No, <laughs> Trying to grow the audience. Uh, all right. I mean, hey, did, you... real quick, did you see um, what's it called? American fiction? Not yet, right? Not yet. Because it's in yet. movies. Um, yeah. We have a lot uh, to we have a lot to go through. Um, A24, please fucking put your shit on streamers or at least put zone of interest in more cinemas because I want us to really see that movie. But yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, most of them are in 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 theaters right now, but there's enough time because the Oscars isn't happening until like a couple of months or something. Yeah, like so. March, I think. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for Past Lives to come out on uh, stream. It's in but... stream. Oh, it's in stream. Oh, we haven't got to rent it. Yeah, that rent it. that 
is a big point that I owe that I will die on this hill. Um, because Annette Benning had no business being in this year. She's a great actress, but no business being in this year. But the next person in line that should be in Best Actress is not Margot Robbie. It's Greta Lee because she was fucking amazing in that movie. I'm gonna be really pissed off if that movie ends the way I don't want it to end. Ah. And I'm gonna leave it like that. I think you know the way I don't want it to end. So I'll leave it like that. Well, they. Uh, I will that. say that they. Um, it's a bit of a spoiler for the movie, but after the credits, they drop the trailer for Jugs on the Run Four. Yeah. What? There's an uh, after credit scene. There's an after credit scene. Yeah. Right, good. Stay. I can't you have wait. to stay at the end. Yeah. I have to do it. Well, you've changed oh everybody's mind. No, there's no changing mind. There's so many people that listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is going to be everywhere. You're going to be on all the shows after this. Everywhere, all at once. You. Everything, everywhere, all at once. What a few points. I agree. You know how crazy I get about people losing their minds over stupid stuff. So I know it's amazing how people can mobilize over Barbie and not mobilize over like the important things. But you know, talk, 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 2024. Yeah. <laughs> Universal <laughs> healthcare. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. But God forbid a white woman doesn't get like a best actress nomination. Jesus Christ. Oh, I hate white women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Put that in your dating profile. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Not a fan of white women. Yeah. White men? Of course. Let's talk. This is all yeah, white men. <laughs> Daddy Finally. Jr. Chilean Finally. Man, Paul Giamatti. Finally. Oh, my God. God knows, white men. Straight white men, God knows. Your time is coming. Thank God. It's One about of these I've been waiting. I've been waiting 60 years for it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Real quick, A24 signed a deal with HBO Max to bring all that stuff to... HBO Max. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Oh, I don't know when, but soon. 2063. Yes. When we're all <laughs> dead and who cares? Um, uh, all right. Any Anything else about the Oscars, Aya? Uh, pretty much it. Um, I feel like uh, if you guys want to do like a, like another like discussion of it, I'll be happy to hop on, um, especially when you guys want to lock in predictions and stuff. Because yeah. I feel like it's a little bit too early for that, but like, you know, that'll Maybe be a we'll fun Maybe we'll do game. a pre or a post. Yeah. I don't think we need to do both. No. One, <laughs> we could do a show, with, we could do a show uh, just on how overrated Bradley Cooper is. So we could do that oh as well God. on how unattractive oh he is. Oh my God. Please. That was, a, that was a hard movie to sit through. To be, that was a, that was uh you know how like everyone like to joke about like certain actors that are so thirsty like Will Smith, Will Smith was so thirsty for that Oscar. Bradley Cooper is so thirsty for this Oscar. Well, Benny's a big BC fan. I just don't think he deserves the slam to give him. But I'm not going to watch the Maestro anytime soon. I do think he's handsome. I dare you. I dare. <laughs> I dare. Dare to dream. How dare you do that? <laughs> no, but Carrie Mulligan in that movie was amazing. Amazing. She was so good. good in it. She was so good in it. Everybody Sorry. fucking burps on this podcast. <laughs> I got the Robbie. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> Sorry. I know she burped right. my face last time I saw her. I said, yeah, I'm like, get out of here. I said, Jesus day. Christ. All right. Well, I mean, what better way to end it? We've said yeah, it what all. the boys burp. We've all burped. Thank you, guys. Congratulations, Ryan and Katie. Oh, thank you. All right. Can I have my headphones, please? Thank you. Love you. You're fantastic.
<laughs> Ryan's tired. Let's riff a little bit more on uh, 1996 cinema. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up the Oscar list for 96, please. Thank you. Oh, you didn't know we watched the English Patient. So, Ryan, please give us your palm score. <laughs> Double header. The only thing I know about the English Patient is that Elaine hated it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I know. Never watched it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, you're fine. And she's like, I'm great. <laughs> Uh, should we leave and want more? As always, who 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 wouldn't want more of this? I don't know. You getting looks? You getting Yuma? And you getting plot points? Well, uh, three P's and slander and slander and yeah. kid actor slander. That's right. <laughs> Can't beat it. Um. All right. So yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, again, send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know why you love Fargo or send us something on anything else or suggest movies for us. Um, we appreciate the support. Robbie, tell them good night. Good night, Steve Buscemi. I hope this is the last movie I ever watch of you. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, don't you know? <laughs>